Hi, you're listening to the Coffee and Books podcast and movies, and my name is Scott. Hope all of you are doing well. If you're new here, hey, I like to talk about different movies that I like to see and books and coffee from all over the world. Um, nothing is out of balance on this podcast, so I like to talk about a wide array of topics. Um, you might have heard me mention recently that I got the Regal Unlimited movie pass, and so I'm going to different movies now to review them for your pleasure. Uh, today we're talking about Suzumi, which is by Tohi Animation. It is directly imported from Japan. It comes from Crunchyroll, uh, which is like a, you know, a, you know, anime streaming web service. Uh, so I have no doubt that that movie will be eventually streaming online very soon. But however, it just came out in theaters after a two-year delay because of COVID. So what is this movie? Why am I excited about it? Uh, for starters, my personal experience, as many of you already know, is I you know, have more recently gotten into Japan and specifically in genres of interest for me, like anime and manga, over the past few years, uh, pretty much since I decided that I wanted to go to Japan for a vacation. And while I was doing all that, um, I discovered you know, different genres of anime. And this is a coming-of-age story uh, that follows a 17-year-old girl, uh, Suzumi, you know, and her travels throughout Japan. And so this is kind of your preview warning that there are going to be spoilers ahead, and we're going to be talking about the characters and what they're doing and all kinds of exciting stuff. Um, so the first question, which I'm sure many of you already want to know, is if I watch this movie with subtitles or with a dub being American voice actors over the Japanese and the quick answer is that I watched the dub version. I typically watch subtitle versions, but I am not opposed to watching a dubbed over voice with Americans stepping in or other people of English voice actors. Um, having said that, I think the closest interpretation you can get sometimes and the real emotion that you can get is also behind subtitles. Um, it just so happened that when I chose the movie theater ticket uh, to see this the other day, I picked something that was, you know, with within a certain time frame. And as a result, you know, I got to see the dub one over the subtitled one. All right. Next, you're going to probably ask, why did I want to see this movie? Well, it's the first animated movie I've ever seen in theaters directly, meaning like not like as in general animation, but as in like directly from Japan anime. So that was a pretty neat concept, too. Uh, number three, I was drawn to the story. Uh, as I said, it follows a 17-year-old girl around her travels of Japan. Um, artistically, the story follows uh, Japan mythology about a great worm or creature such as a catfish that causes earthquakes in Japan. And this girl basically unleashes it by accident, and her job is to stop it. Um, one entertaining part of the story <laughs> is that, like, she runs into this guy who's about her age, and she basically kind of crushes on him and eventually falls in love with him. But, you know, he gets turned into a chair, which I thought was, like, a funny concept. But anyway, this is all about interdimensional travel and going through mysterious doorways. And, you know, like, it's just beautifully rendered, and just the animation was drawn like anything I've ever seen. So that's the artistic side. The story side, I thought, was pretty good. Um, you know, as somebody who is not familiar with this uh, director and his work, I thought it, it was very, very entertaining. Um, however, I've read some reviews that other people have said. They said that his stories kind of follow similar plot points. So it seemed like a 
familiar story from before, where basically the main hero has some sort of trauma, and they're recovering, and then there's a love interest, maybe, and, and the, the, the story at the end of the day, you know, like, everyone wants to see a happy ending. Um, it's not always happy, which I find very entertaining in Japanese movies and animation, um, which I think is something we're going to circle back to here shortly. So uh, you might be saying, okay, so artistically it's beautiful. You like the voice actors. You like the way everything sounds, you know, the music, the, you know, the art, the visual. How was the movie theater experience? How was it actually seeing it in theaters? Um, I really enjoyed it um, because in movie theater-wise, I think the sound with the giant screen definitely helped display even the little bit of details that you would see. Um, a lot of it was, I think, subtle, small, drawn details that, you know, a big screen can help you appreciate more. And like I said, everything from the food looked amazing to, you know, the way the cities worked um, or looked. Uh, you might see them in Kyushu, Kobe, and Tokyo, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so overall, it was a, a very good experience seeing it in theaters. Now, let's get to the part about what I mentioned earlier, which is that Japanese stories don't always have happy endings. Uh, I think this is something that gets misinterpreted because we have Western thought processes versus, uh, you know, like J Japan or Eastern influences. So in places like Japan, you know, a story is meant to tell something of maybe a morality. Uh, you know, and then over here in the U.S., we typically think of ourselves as like fairy tales. So if a story is make-believe, I typically think it follows along a fairy tale route, meaning that, like, if you're a good guy, you're going to probably win in the end. But what I like about um, also that concept is that the characters, and at least in the U.S., don't always get what they wanted in the end, but they typically win in the end. But in Japan and other places like it that produce these types of styles of movies, or typically movies that aren't from Western-speaking countries or places... I typically have a different side to it, which is that, you know, it could be any number of things. But the point that I just wanted to say is that this story was kind of sad, but also good. You know, this girl basically realizes that she has trauma from her mother being killed in the uh, Fukushima disaster. You know, where there was a tsunami that flooded and killed a lot of people in Japan. You might be already familiar with that. It happened in 2011. And this uh, person, you know, is talking about their experience and how they deal with grief. So there's a lot of hidden elements and themes throughout the show we're going to talk about now. Uh, number one, growing up is hard. I think that's probably a standard thing that most people already know. But this story tells it kind of beautifully. You know, even from a young age when people are innocent to their, you know, and I think Japan does this best, but I think... You know, people in their younger teenage years should be bright and full of the future, but sometimes people get caught up on things that happen to them. And this person who, you know, the main character, Suzumi, ends up becoming is really hard to see because they, when you first start the story, you kind of see this girl who's running away from home and causing all these problems. But it, like I said, the whole point of it is that it's hard and she's trying to deal with the trauma and grief that came from her mom's death and 
you know, other factors like fighting with her aunt or, you know, other factors like meeting strangers and being comfortable for the first time. Um, okay, so another things. Um, another another theme, theme number two is remembering those who were forgotten. Um, again, this might be something more spiritual in Japan than here in the United States, but I find the concept very interesting, as in all things have their place. Um, you might be familiar with that already, but, you know, treat everything with respect is basically the Japan concept. Everything from, you know, taking your shoes off when you enter in someone's home is a sign of respect, but taking care of your shoes and your clothes and your items that you use in your house, like furniture, is very important as well. It's why you don't typically find things in a, a thrift store all that often in Japan, because people although they might sell their things, they typically take incredible care of their things. And uh, it's because of the respect that they have for, for instance, that piece of furniture or that piece of clothing because they, you know, thank it, basically. That's how I understand it, at least. You know, they're thinking, you know, the manufacturer and the people who made that product so they can continue using it. And then they're, you know, you showing the product respect. It kind of has its own sort of place. Um, and the story that in this movie is kind of bringing up is that people who are deceased or, you know, places that we kind of go through and visit, you see it all the time. You know, you see an abandoned place in your town or home or city. And you realize that, you know, there's people who've had memories there that you'll never have or never experience. And I think the point is, is that, you know, remembering that there are other people and remembering that, uh, you know, the people who were there, if there was a disaster or anything, you know, is very important. Remembering the victims of a crime, you know, like here in the United States, I think that's a big one too. Uh, but anyway, uh, so remembering people who were forgotten and places that were forgotten um, and showing, like I said, uh, places and things respect. Um, number three, uh, I think another theme is spirituality and development of believing in not just yourself, but basically believing and having the, the faith, the confidence in something higher than just yourself. Um, again, this is just my interpretation of this, but I think that the main character of the story starts out, like I said, as a high school girl, but you see her change through the process of trying to save the planet, you know, trying to save Japan from being attacked by this, like I said, giant war monster, you know, and causing these devastating earthquakes. You see her becoming braver, and I think it's not just because she wants to be braver, but it's because she believes in something greater than herself. You know, the, the parts of ourselves equal us, but the parts of multiple people together, you know, is different. You know, the sum of all parts are not the same. Anyway... Those are my interpretation of the themes. Um, and overall, I would say I'm going to give this uh, movie a 5 out of 5. Um, I would watch it again. I would definitely say pick it up on streaming whenever it becomes available. And uh, the only thing I would change is the release date. And that's something that's really small. But to me, I know that this has been a long time coming. And this movie's been delayed for like two years. And people wanted to see it really bad. And I understand that, um, but there's also the fact that this movie came out in the same weekend when there's multiple, multiple movies out there that people want to see, 
You know, it's not just, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and Super Mario and John Wick and all these other movies that are out right now. There's so many movies out there that just came out. So as a result of all this, I feel like this movie is going to be forgotten. It's going to be overlooked, which just makes me sad because I thought it was really good. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, people won't go see it. When I was there today, there were people seeing it. But I think this movie is going to be in theaters for like a week. And then I think it's going to go the way of the dodo. I think other movies are going to come in and there's going to have to be some choices that are made. Um, okay, but I gave it a five out of five. Um, I'm excited. I would like to watch it again um, just to see what I notice that's different. And uh, yeah, uh, did you have any thoughts and opinions about this uh, episode today? Let me know. Um, or if you have any movies you want me to see that are in theaters right now, please give me a shout out. Um, I'm going to, like I said on this podcast, I'm going to make a note and say, you know, answer my questions and tell me what you're thinking on here. Uh, You can do that through Spotify. Uh, Just let me know. Give me a heads up what you think.